Blog Talk Radio. What's your problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. What's your problem? And now, what's your problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. With your host, Lisa Earhart. Hey everybody, it's Lisa been a little while since I did a What's Your Problem episode, and I'm just getting back to it now. I expect I'll do some uh, programs on a regular basis, and basically, the premise of this show is to provide a forum for you, the listener, to call in with your problems or advice for other people's problems. So I'm really excited about getting that going. I think it should be pretty interesting. Uh And before we get started tonight with our topic about procrastination, mm -hmm, I'm just going to play you a little ad I put together. So let's listen now. Isn't it time to stand out from the rest? Are you looking to have a commercial or online promotional message produced that puts your company's product or service in the very best light? MyVoiceOverService.com by your host, Lisa Earhart, offers you state-of-the-art commercials, online promos, corporate videos, messages on hold, and much more. Visit MyVoiceOverService.com. That's MyVoiceOverService.com. VoiceOvers your way. So tonight we're going to be talking about how to overcome procrastination. As I say, if you have anything you'd like to share with our listeners, feel free to call in. Uh, the number to call is 347-989-1357. That's 347-989-1357. I welcome your calls. And if you're just listening to this and you don't feel like calling in, that's fine, or If you're listening to this in archive, thank you so much. And please follow my show, subscribe, and I look forward to um, hearing from you or for you hearing from me (laughs) in the near future. We're going to talk about overcoming procrastination. Now, there's a really great site. It's wikihow.com. I'm going to just credit that right now because off of that site, I found some fantastic information so it's WikiHow, W-I-K-I-H-O-W. And they have some terrific articles on here that are all free of charge. So we're going to be uh, talking about overcoming procrastination using self-talk. And this information comes from WikiHow. So I'm going to begin here. But first we're just going to have a little bit of music to relax our minds and get ready for the information I'm about to give you. How to overcome 
how to overcome procrastination using self-talk. We talk to ourselves all the time in our minds, even when we're not paying attention. These relentless mental debates deeply influence our feelings and ultimately our behaviors and actions. So you could say we are our worst enemies. The good news is that if you can become aware of these mental dialogues, notice the patterns and turn them into productive statements, then you are empowered to overcome many unwelcome feelings and behaviors. Let's see how this can help us when it comes to procrastination. One, recognize the procrastinator's motto. Consider the following thought, which surely crosses our minds many times in one form or another. I have to finish this important task. It should already be done by now, and I just need to do it. This small, seemingly innocent thought contains almost every mental block that encourages procrastination. So I'm going to just read that again, because I wouldn't offhand think that that would be the case. So here's the statement again. I have to finish this important task. It should already be, it should already be done by now, and I just need to do it. I'm going to just play a little bit of music again, and let's see if you can figure out what's wrong with that statement. Think about it a minute. Have you figured it out yet? What is wrong with that statement? I think it's the word should in there. Let me just read on and see what they say. This small, seemingly innocent thought contains almost every mental block that encourages procrastination. We all use the procrastinator's motto or variations of it every once in a while. If you're a chronic procrastinator, chances are you repeat it to yourself very frequently, daily perhaps. But What's so wrong about the procrastinator's motto? In what way do these words encourage procrastination so much, and what can we do about it? Have you figured it out yet? Let's consider each part of the statement in turn, replacing each of them with an empowering alternative. In doing that, we'll turn the original motto on its head and create a productive call to action, a producer's motto, if you like. Remember, you don't have to do anything. I have to. Every procrastinator's favorite expression. It's also the most disempowering. How do you like that one? So if you look around wherever you are right now, let's say you're at home, You're looking around the room. Is there something that you see that you need to do? And what is the first thought that's coming into your head? I have to do it. Is that in there somewhere? Okay, so every time you say to yourself that you have to do something, you imply that you don't have any choice, that you feel forced or coerced to do the task, that you don't really want to do it. 
That perception, of course, elicits a strong feeling of being victimized and resistance toward doing the task. The solution to this problem is to replace I have to. Are we listening? The solution to this problem is to replace I have to with the immensely more empowering alternative I choose to. I choose to. Or I will. So let's say you have a pile of papers over there. Anybody, if if you have a pile of papers, I would like you to just look at that pile of papers that you have not yet gone through. Okay? Just and if there if it's something else, I'd like you to look at that. Whatever it is. Let's say it's some clutter or something you have to take care of or you've been telling yourself you have to. Okay? So now close your eyes and hear yourself in your head saying, I choose to take care of this. And and say out loud what it is you're choosing. Or if you prefer, I will. I will. And then fill in the blank. I choose to go through those papers. I choose to clean out that cupboard. I choose to make those phone calls. I will clean the carpet. I will vacuum. I will whatever it is. I will pay my bills as much as I don't want to. Everything you do is ultimately a choice. Yes, even completing tax forms. Using language that expresses choice reminds you of that and brings a feeling of power back. Isn't that interesting? So, again, we're not going to say, I have to do it. Instead, we're going to say, I choose or I will. Okay. Now, the next tip that's given on wonderfulwikihow.com, and by the way, it's W-I-K-I-H-O-W.com. Next step, focus on starting rather than finishing. Now, some people might say, okay, picture yourself, picture the task completed already. Imagine how that makes you feel to have that task done. Well, here they're saying focus on starting rather than finishing. So that's a very different idea, isn't it? When you focus on finishing something, you direct your attention to a vague, highly idealized future. Visualizing a finished product project excuse me, is motivating for many people, but... For someone who's having a hard time starting a task, visualizing a hard-to-grasp future can be overwhelming, even depressing. Do you find yourself getting depressed when you think about what needs to get done and then maybe feeling overwhelmed that you, you're just, it's just too much. I just can't deal, deal with it. Then you start getting depressed. And where's your energy to get it done? Right? Not so much. So the solution in this case is not to focus on finishing, but on starting. Forget for a minute about the finish line. 
just concentrate on giving your first step. So what I'm going to do now is we're going to play that music one more time. And I'd like you, I'm going to ask you, my listeners, my wonderful listeners, to just think about the first step of something you'd like to get started with that you are choosing to do. Something that's been sitting around waiting for you to take care of, something that you have found yourself to be procrastinating with, and no matter what, you've made excuse after excuse as to why you're not getting to it. So now, what we're going to do in this brief pause of music is picture the first step of getting started. Just picture yourself doing that. Okay, here we go. We're just going to start picturing that happening. Picturing it. Now remember, we're talking about just getting started. Simple path. It's a pile of papers. We're going to go after the just the very first page on the top of the pile. focusing on finishing, but on starting. Bring your focus from the future to what can be done right now. What can be done right now? Oh, you might say, I, you know, I got to be somewhere in 10 minutes. But what could you do in one minute? So you got to be somewhere in 10 minutes or you have to leave your house in 10 minutes. That gives you, you know, how, how long does it take for you to get ready? Are you ready yet to go? Can you have you have thirty seconds, one minute, just to get started? Okay, so bring your focus from the future to what can be done right now. We all know that if we start something enough times, we eventually will finish the task. Starting all by itself is usually sufficient to build enough momentum to keep the ball rolling. Here's another way to do this. Break a long project down into short tasks. Dwelling on the size and difficulty of a looming task will overwhelm us and thus promote procrastination. Remember what I was saying before about overwhelm and then depression and you know depression and overwhelm. Those are exhausting emotions. Where's your get up and go? Where's your inspiration? Where's the good feeling about doing something? Ah, not so much, right, if you're feeling overwhelmed. So we're going to break down a long project into short tasks. Any undertaking, no matter how daunting, can be broken down into smaller steps. The trick is, with each step along the way, to focus solely on the next achievable chunk of work. I'm going to read that one more time. 
The trick is, with each step along the way, to focus solely on the next achievable chunk of work. Ignore the big picture for a while and just tackle that next small task. Make sure you can easily visualize the outcome of your small task. So we're not visualizing the outcome of the whole thing. Because remember before, what could happen with that is a feeling of overwhelm. I'm not going to get it done. I can't. I can't do So we. it's just what's the small task? Okay, so we're going back to the cupboard example. I'm cleaning out the cupboard. Got to clean. Maybe it's spring cleaning. Whatever, you know. Something you've been dreading doing because you don't want to do it. Maybe the cupboard's big. Maybe there are a lot of dishes in there. You haven't gone through it in a year. I don't know. Two years, three years. So what is it? How would you break it down? Well, how about starting with the bottom shelf? Never mind the whole thing, just the beginning. One dish, two dishes. How would we break it down? Okay, think about it. Think about how you're going to break it down. Anyway, ignore the big picture for a while and just tackle the next small task. So... Task number one, open up the cupboard. Task number two, take a dish out. Task number three, take a couple of cups out. Task number four, maybe you're going to wash those dishes. Maybe they're dusty. Dust them off. Then find a place. Find a place where you can put those things. Could be the next task to to have room to put bring out more things from that cupboard that you're cleaning out. Now, this could be metaphorical for other things you have to take care of. But staying organized and having room to honor the task is important. And by the way, if you've got if you've got other people around and you're concerned they're going to break the dishes that you have put out on the cupboard that you're working so hard at getting to, you could put up a sign or ask people, please don't go near here. Here's my border over here. This is my boundary. I'm working on this over here. Please respect that. And by the way, you can ask people to pat you on the back for taking these steps. That'll feel really good. And you pat yourself on the back too. Okay. So ignore the big picture for a while and just tackle the next small step. Make sure you can... Easily visualize the outcome of your small task. So I want you to see yourself. Again, I'm using a metaphor. It could be anything. But I want you to see yourself reaching into that cupboard and taking out the next dish. Okay? See yourself doing it. Don't, and then they say here, don't write a book. Write a page. If it's still intimidating, commit yourself to work on it for a specific period of time. Keep the picture in mind, of course, but don't allow it to frighten you. Use it for motivation and direction. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that there's a fear component there? What is that all about? I mean, are we actually afraid of our cupboard? Are we afraid of the dishes in the cupboard? No. What is it that we're afraid of? If you start to get in touch with that and just ask yourself, what is it, what am I so afraid of? 
then start talking yourself down out of that and say, it's okay. I can handle this. I can handle it. I don't have to be afraid of this anymore. Biggest thing to fear, as they say, is fear itself. And you may have already heard this too. Fear is false evidence appearing real. So in our minds, we're fixed on this thought that there's something to be afraid of. And it might be an unconscious feeling of fear. We just can't even understand what is this resistance. But the feeling, I promise you, the breakthrough you're going to have by just getting started is amazing. There is, it's, there's no greater reward. And you're, you're knocking fear out of the picture. Every time you're doing that, you're saying, I am not going to let you take over here, take over my life anymore. It's very empowering. Okay, moving on to the next point from wikihow.com. Don't place too much pressure on yourself. This project has to impress everyone, you might say. I really can't blow this opportunity. Placing such high hopes on a project only adds anxiety and fear of failure. Now listen carefully. Perfectionism, are you listening? Perfectionism fuels procrastination. Perfectionism fuels procrastination. Overcome this mental block by simply giving yourself permission to be human. Allow yourself to be imperfect with the next small task. I love that. I'm going to just read that again. Allow yourself to be imperfect with the next small task. So I'm opening up that cupboard. I got. A cu- I, I already did my first task. I opened it up. I took out the first dish. Now, the voice in my head might say, I can't do it. I can't take out the next dish. And then you start to see how silly that all is, right? What happens if I don't know where to put the dish? Guess what? You'll figure it out. Maybe you put it in the place that you you need to do something different. Maybe it'll break. So, and if you don't want the dish to break, just take extra steps to ensure that it doesn't. But you know what? That's life. Sometimes dishes will break. Are you going to let that stop you from cleaning out the rest of your cupboard? I really hope not. So, allow yourself to be imperfect with the next small task. You can always refine your work later. Okay, here's another example. Oh, looking at a whole, a whole bunch of stuff you have to go through. What am? How am I even going to get started, you might say? Remember, it's getting started. What you want to do is you want to have a place to go through things You want to be able to have some other place to put those things you're going through. And you can always move those things around. That's what this statement is saying here. So if you're organizing, 
You might say, well, what if I don't like where I'm going to put all the things? Well, then you'll change it. But at least you got started. And you it's about making space, making space efficient. That's what the cupboard's about. That's what taking care of tasks are about. It's a space of your life, your time, your energy, right? There's nothing worse than staring down something that hasn't been done that you want to get to. And it's just telling you, oh, I'm bigger than you. You can't do this. So I'm sitting here reminding you every single time you look at me that I'm bigger than you. Well, I don't take that anymore. You tell yourself, you, that the whatever it is you have to get to is not bigger than you. You can handle it, and you're going to start today. You're going to start today with one small task, one small task. So you can always refine your work later. If you're a serial perfectionist, Go one step further and commit yourself to doing a sloppy job on purpose, at least at first. Now, this is what WikiHow is saying. It's an interesting concept. Commit yourself to doing a sloppy job on purpose, at least at first. Now, that may make you very uncomfortable to hear that if you are a, as they put it here, serial perfectionist. Instead of making every step perfect, Think of them as steps toward perfection. For instance, write a page or two now, then proofread and correct them later. I would like to get that word perfectionism out of there, though. Because, after all, the whole point here is to not be thinking that way. And as I say, I'm taking the information off of WikiHow, and I'm adding my own words here and there. So remember, perfectionism fuels procrastination. That is an amazing thought to have in your mind. A new thought, probably. I find that very interesting. Okay, we're moving on to the next the next thought here, the next the next step. Stop thinking about the way things should be. Now that's sort of that's that perfectionism thing, right? The expression should. See, I remember I was telling you way earlier on in this episode here that I thought should was going to be the problem, should. The expression should invokes blame and guilt. When you say you should be doing something instead of what you're actually doing, you focus on comparing an ideal reality with your current bad reality. You focus not on what is, but what could have been. So therefore, you're obviously not living in the moment not enjoying the moment if you're just shoulding. Should, 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 should. Misused shoulds can elicit feelings of failure, depression, and regret. Oh, boy. That's a big one right there. I'm going to read that again. Misused shoulds can elicit feelings of failure, depression, and regret. 
The solution is not to focus on how you feel now, but on how good you will feel after you begin to take action. Okay? So we're going to go back to our music for a moment. Actually, I'm going to play a little something else over here. I'd like you to focus on how good you're going to feel after you begin to take action. Remember, that's the single action, the single step. Let's just listen for a moment. That's kind of happy, right? You're feeling good. You're taking that single action. Right? We're going to stop thinking about the way things should be. The solution is to focus on how good you will feel after you begin to take action. Yes. Taking action. All right. Now, the next step, the next step here is to take. Here, we're ready. We're going to take some directed action. We're going to just pause for one moment for a word from our sponsors, and I'm going to tell you about that one, too. Isn't it time to stand out from the rest? Are you looking to have a commercial or online promotional message produced that puts your company's product or service in the very best light? MyVoiceOverService.com by your host, Lisa Earhart, offers you state-of-the-art commercials, online promos, corporate videos, messages on hold, and much more. Visit MyVoiceOverService.com. That's MyVoiceOverService.com. VoiceOvers your way. So our next step is to take some directed action. Even the tiniest progress is success. So remember I was talking about opening up that cupboard cabinet door. Now this could be a metaphor for something else. Or it could actually be your cupboard. So directed action, even the tiniest progress is success. Let's say you're not even going to open up that cabinet yet. Let's say... You have to clean the, you're going to clean the counter. So go ahead and clean the counter. Clean the counter. Let's say you just want to wash the counter. Wash the counter. That's your first step. Now you might say, oh, there's too much stuff on the counter. I have, I'm going to, it's going to take me a while to get that clean. All right. That's the first thing you're going to do. So you're going to go to one item on that counter. I'll bet you anything, once you get started, you're going to want to keep going. But you let me know how that goes, okay? I'd love to hear from you. By the way, you can reach me at lisa at the show that talks back dot com. Lisa at the show that talks back dot com. You can tell me how it's going with your cupboard or anything else you're doing with the tiniest progress it's even the tiniest progress is success moving toward a goal is the best motivator did you hear that moving toward a goal 
is the best motivator. Hmm. So remember I was saying that once you get started with the single task, you're most likely going to want to keep going. Okay? But what you're going to do is you're going to first visualize a tiny step. Okay? So that puts you in that place where you can take action. So the trick is to bring that expected feeling of accomplishment into the present and know that the real joy of progress is only a small task away. That small step is success. That small step is success. Success is not the end of your task. Success is the progress that leads you to your next step. Wow. Again, success is not the end of your task. Success is the progress that leads you to your next step. visualizing yourself getting going maybe you're already starting as you listen to this podcast you've gotten started with one step how do you feel feels pretty good right not as bad as you were worrying right there's actually a lightness going on now as you begin to do this step a feeling that you can do it This thing is not bigger than you. You can do it. The next step is make it fun. Make it fun. Okay, make it fun. I've got to work all weekend. I'm trapped in this, excuse me, (coughs) this laborious project. Long periods of isolation can bring an enormous feeling of resentment. Hmm. These feelings generate a strong sense of deprivation and resistance toward the task. Long periods of isolation can bring an enormous feeling of resentment. Do you feel that way? Feelings generate a strong sense of deprivation and resistance toward the task. Overcome this mental block by avoiding long stretches of work. Schedule frequent and brief breaks. Plan small rewards all along the way. One idea is to work near a break area. Have something to look forward to, not far away and not at the end of a long stretch, but in the very near future. I like that because you're setting in a positive association as long as it doesn't take you away completely, right? When rewards are small, frequent, and deserved, they work wonders. Truly commit to brief bursts of relaxation and leisure time. In fact, Go ahead and make it mandatory. This reverse psychology can, by itself, give you a more productive and enjoyable mindset. Rephrase your internal dialogue. Time to check with what we've accomplished with all the word substitutions. We started with I have to finish this important task. It should already be done by now, and I just need to do it. And ended up with, I choose to start this task with small, with a small, imperfect step. I'll feel terrific. I 
and have plenty of time for fun. Quite a change, eh? Every time you catch yourself repeating any part of procrastinator's motto to yourself, stop and rephrase it. Then check how you feel. Remember, I choose, I want, rather than I should or I have to. So we're going to check on the feeling that happens as a result of changing that wording. At first, it may seem to be a simple matter of word choices, but when you try this simple way of reframing your thoughts, you'll see how it instantly changes your attitude toward your tasks. Moreover, if you turn it into a habit, you'll slowly reprogram your thoughts and make a positive, permanent change in your mindset. Positive, permanent change in your mindset. That sounds pretty good. And also, you can provide yourself with an extra measure of motivation by using the best me technique of self-hypnosis, which we will talk about in the next episode. To pre-experience, pre-experience the rewards of a long-term goal, thereby reducing or eliminating the need for willpower. Some other procrastinator phrases include, I just don't really feel like doing this right now. I'll do it later. And say, if it can be done tomorrow, it can be done today. Say instead, even if I can't get the whole thing done right now, I can start on this part. It's no big deal if it doesn't get done. Say instead, this is important to me, so I choose to start now. This is important to me, so I choose to start now. Instead of saying, it won't take me that long, say instead, this may take a long time, but I choose to start now and get part of this done right away. Doesn't that feel good? feels good just to say it. Instead of saying, it's not fair, say, I choose to do this. And finally, taking on a second-person view can also help. Tell yourself, you know you're just putting this off. Take the time right now and get started on this part. You'll feel better, and then you can take a break or start on another small part. So I think we're going to close here. I am going to continue this this topic in the next episode. Please subscribe to my channel here. And I really look forward to doing more episodes like this. I hope that this has been help to you. Um, Remember that in the future episodes, you're welcome to call in. Tell us how you're doing, you know. Did you put any of these ideas to work about procrastination and overcoming procrastination? Do you have any advice to give to other listeners about how you overcame procrastinating? Is there something else you you still have to get to and for some reason you're not getting to it? And maybe 
I could make some suggestions as to what that single step might be. So after you're done listening to this podcast, which is coming right up, we're almost almost out of time here, just think about your first single step and then do it. This has been What's Your Problem? Thanks for listening and talking back. We'll see you next time. Or hear hear you next. You'll hear me next time. Take care. This has been Lisa Earhart with What's Your Problem? from TalkBox Radio.